Welcome to the Fully Living Podcast. I'm your host, Rex. Most host. Most, most. Most, most. Uh, in this episode, we are answering questions. Yay! So to the left of me, I got the brother, a Somali. Obliged. To, to the other uh, left, left of me, I got Ozzy. Ear. What do you mean and other left? Isn't it like four squares? Shut up. I don't know how they do. Everybody's on the left side. Every single person on the left side. And to the other left of me, I have Saeed. I feel like I need a catchphrase or something to be cool like Ozzy and, and Zebo, man. I'm like, oh, I walk up here mad. Huh? It's going to Hello. everybody. So, so yeah, y'all got That's not a man. We Wagwan, man, them. Yeah, that's better still. Wagwan, man, them. I like that one still. Wow. So yeah, so 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 today we're answering all the questions that people um have asked you guys for the for the past um podcasts. So are you guys okay? Ready? Just like a disclaimer, um, the time that it takes to like uh like finish off discussing the content that we have for every single episode. Usually, it takes up like a lot of time, and so we don't have that little five to ten minutes that we would like to have at the end of the episode to uh, discuss the questions of the previous podcast. So I guess what we're going to do for the here on out is just um, answer questions every other or every two episodes, I think. I mean, we have roughly like, what, like 12, 11 days left, so we'll do what we can, inshallah. All right. So I guess... You guys want me to go in order of when the questions came in, or you guys want me? To... Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's better. All right. Um, hey, yeah, all right. Recent first, or the older ones first? The older ones first. Yeah, like like the ones that were sent after uh, the episode, knowing Allah. Okay. Um. As a side note, I'm on my twelfth day. Of quarantining, I have okay. two more days, and I will be free. Where's the first place you're gonna go? Oh my goodness, I haven't even thought about that. I I, I told guys that I'm gonna make like tawaf around Toronto. Like I'm just gonna get in my car and drive aimlessly around the whole city. Just you to can make do that up now. For, like, no more traffic. Two weeks of- and and to be honest, yeah. like everybody everybody's uh far away, so you're not gonna get shot either. So you're good. <laughs> yeah, I I just. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just need to get out this house, man. Honestly, I, I've done pretty well compared to other people that have been quarantining, but I'm not trying to get fined $700,000 for leaving early, man. They are right. To be honest, uh, I haven't seen daylight in like two months, so... I would need several GoFundMes. Several. Like every man that I know probably would have to open a GoFundMe for me for like $10,000. Oh, for the, for the 700 k Yeah. Guys, I'd rather go to jail for two years. Just three, man. Honest question. Would you, okay, astaghfirullah, because there are people that have family members that have lost their lives to COVID. But let's just say if you were to get a charge, a random charge of $700,000 or hug the bin for three years, what would you choose? Paying 700 grand or doing your bid? 
I'm Keep going to the gym. I'm becoming a lawyer. Be on your record, and you will be convicted. So it'll be, so it'll affect your your chances of getting work in the future. Yeah, but yeah. Post at your the answers, same time, if you charge me, if you charge me a fine of seven hundred thousand dollars, what are you going to do? Because you're not getting that money. Yeah, that's 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 the catch. That's the catch. How would I give them? How would I give them all the money I mean? <laughs> No, they wouldn't see me. You, you, you're not going to see me after that. I'm going. To, I'm flying. I'm gone. That's the untapped, bro. I'm telling you, ERA is going to come after a lot of people. You sound like a, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, I just hear, like, random mans, like, in, in Somali that haven't been back in Canada for, like, 10 years are applying for this COVID funding, like. Well, yeah, the awkward silence, like. Huh? Well, wallahi, wallahi, I know a guy. He's he's back home. He's been back home for about six years. Wallahi, he applied for the Serb stimulus package. Oh Justin my Trudeau. goodness! I and see, wallahi, I'm telling you, and this wallahi, is such the, a the problem. Money, the money came into the, his house address in Toronto. My guy's living in Sawali for the past seven, six, seven years. There's a high chance that that person won't even pay back the taxable amount of of the of the of the checks. No, that's no that that like. My my boy's living in Somalia, eating two grand a month. Yo, fam, that guy has absolutely living like a king. He has he's no good for easily like three years back, coming back here. That's much. But yeah, That's let's get let's good. get let's get into let's get into the um these questions, man. The uh, damn uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, um. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna read it for what it is, and then you guys can um, you guys can uh, interpret it how you salam. I want to understand why is it when someone starts practicing, their level of empathy drops. It mean I mean it makes sense when having knowledge, one should be kind and tender-hearted. I've seen the opposite. Please explain to me. Oh, this is all Aussie. I'm, I'm meeting my my mic for this one. All right, guys, bye. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, Z boy, what you gotta say, fam? <laughs> Let me just say, lower your like your earphones right now. The volume in your earphones, lower it right now, because Ozzy's gonna snap. Oh no no no! I'm not <laughs> gonna snap, man. I'm not gonna snap. But I, I I agree with this person though. I think I think it's just uh they people haven't been exposed to the dean the way that they should be, so they get an idea that the dean looks in, looks like a certain way and it needs to be practiced in a certain level of of rigidness. And, you know, like, with that rigid, rigidness comes a, a lack of empathy. And in all honesty, that couldn't be further from the truth, you know. Um, it just really isn't. I think these brothers can obviously attest to it as well. I think I was even having a conversation with Rex even the other day about this exact thing. Um, and in all honesty, like, you, you, you just have to be surround. You just have to surround yourself with the right people and understand that, like, people are not perfect, but Islam is, you know. And when you realize that, and you realize that there's people out there who might be uh, practicing the deen in, in a way that you already know it's not like, it, it, it's not consistent with your view of how beautiful this, this religion is. Then you know, like, okay, you know what? I think these people might need to, a little bit more work in their own life, you know? And I don't think that this is a place I should be. So, you know, that's, that, that's what I got to say on that. Like, you guys want to chime in? I think, I think uh, it comes... Sorry, my phone rang. <laughs> what do you call it? I think it comes from a place of not being able to recognize. Um, sorry, give me one second. 
This message is brought to you by Cetaphil. <laughs> I also think like it's 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 a it's a lack of hikmah, you know, it's a lack of wisdom. And yeah. honestly, like when when dealing with people, man, it's like people are not all the same. So if you give everybody the same energy, thinking that like you're gonna get the same result with each person, you're you're you're, you're wrong, you know. Like and, and you're very naive, you know what I'm saying? And it's like yes, every, sorry, every, uh, every, oh, sorry, go ahead. Not everybody's different. No, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Come me out. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. So I was saying, like, it comes from a place of expectation, you know, and, and, and how they, so for example, let's say somebody starts practicing the deen and a person doesn't realize or they don't, you know, they don't grasp the fact that the deen is not, you don't take in all of it at one time. You know, you don't, you can't go from, you know, not praying to, you know, going and you know, enjoying good and forbidding evil everywhere you go and everywhere you see it and, you know, being very rigid, like, like Ozzy said, you know, so, and they don't take it in stride. So what ends up happening with a lot of people is they start practicing the deen and they try to implement everything that they see, you know, or every, everything that's, that they're supposed to do, they try to implement it all at once. And you can't really do that, right? Because you will, you'll burn out, you know? So with that, what ends up happening is they, they see that and they, they put that on themselves, right? And because they put that on themselves, they project that outward. So they put that on other people as well. Right? So they feel like they're boxed in a corner and they're doing things that are difficult for them and they're taking a lot at once and they see other people are not doing that. And they can sort of, I don't want to say it's like jealousy, like why doesn't this person get to do what I, like, why can't I do what this person is doing? I don't think it's jealousy, but I think it comes from a place of projection. I also, to add to that, I also think that, again, again me and Ozzy were talking about this the other day. It's like, people have this tendency of, like, looking at the negative, like, finding even finding out about a negative and forgetting that you know people can kind of change you know what i mean like they'll 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 they 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 see something wrong wrong with a person and they write them off completely i don't think that's how it should be i feel like people can change no man for sure 100 percent, man like you know we don't even have to go far like to understand that like the sahaba used the, the, the during that time they used to like kill their daughters and, and bury them and then they ended up being the best people to ever live you know so it's like you know people can change right and you're right like people do definitely um miss that and in all honesty bro like if we want to sit here and talk about like all the different reasons why somebody might treat people like that and have a lack of empathy there's so many reasons bro it can come from insecurities it can come from a lack of like ignorance it can come from a lack of knowledge it can come from a lack of practicality it's so many different things but at the end of the day bro what it what it ultimately comes down to is that Islam is a religion of empathy, and you know the fact that you can acknowledge like this person, like I can easily see like that when this person asks the question, they they associate <clears throat> empathy with the deen, you know, and it's like if if that is what you see Islam to be, then be around people who are like minded, you know, until you find people who are like that. And I'm guaranteed, like I'll tell you right now, straight up, there's people out there who are like that, 100, percent you know, and that would be. No, that I was, would I was be watching my, a video. Sorry, I was watching a video, um, Muslim Bilal. You know, he's talking about, and Ramin Rush is talking about this. 
how you know he started he he accepted Islam, you know, and then um, somebody came up to him and was like, uh, basically says, "Yo, you, what what you're doing is haram," you know, and he's a new Muslim, like he doesn't really know much, you know. So, I think he said it was, it was his birthday, and he's like, well, "Yeah, I'm gonna celebrate my birthday," and this person's like, "Yo, your birthday's haram," and then he's like, "Oh, dang, okay, whatever, it's I'm just gonna go, you know, go out with my friends and." You know, probably get like, you know, with a group of friends, you know, guys and girls. They're like, oh, if you're missing them, I can't do that. It's haram. And then he's like, oh, dang, yeah, whatever. I'll probably just, you know, go to McDonald's and get a burger or something. The McDonald's, no, 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 it's haram, it's haram. <laughs> 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 no, he's like, oh, damn, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. And this is Overwhelmed. somebody who just, yeah, and this is somebody who just accepted Islam, you know? Yeah. So, and then he's like, you know, I, I started <laughs> to feel down on myself and now I feel like, you know, and he's like, I started to question, maybe I, maybe this wasn't right for me. And he went back to, the, you know, the guy that he was talking to originally, and he said, he explained to him what happened. And he said, yo, like, the dean didn't all come down at once. You know, and mm-hmm. you don't have to go and take all of it in at once. Yeah. Right? You got to move at your, at your pace. Yeah. And yes, that means you're going to be falling short, you know, in certain aspects. But you falling short on your journey to get somewhere is not the same as you falling short and not trying. Yeah. So I feel like for a lot of yeah. people, they don't right. realize that and they don't, because, because they don't realize that, they project that onto others. Yeah. Which is Rex, like, which, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. You're good. Rex, can you just repeat that question just one more time? Hey, you know what? You're not paying attention, dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm joking. So basically, the person asked, like, why do, why do I feel like when people start practicing, they lose empathy? Okay. Ozzy, continue what you were saying. I, I was just going to piggyback on, like, what Zebo was basically saying right now, how people are projecting a bit. And it's like, that's that's the part where I think Hikam is lacking, you know? And it's like, you can't compare your... your me, me and Rex were talking about this the other day, actually, as well. You can't compare your chapter 20 to to somebody else's chapter one you know and it's like if you if you lack that level of emotional intelligence and like that depth within your own like mind it's like it, you're, you're not fit to be speaking to people you know you're not it, it's just it is it, it is what it is like if you can't if you can't judge this to be what it is you shouldn't be talking to people because you can do a lot of damage man and it's like that's why like even for people who are in da'wah and stuff like that, like that's, those are the people who need to do that the most, you know, in, act, in actuality, to be honest, you know? And it's like, it, it, I don't know, man. I just think like on a personal level, man, you need to have somebody that can acknowledge who you are, your level, and can work with you as opposed to like making you feel lower, you know? And if, that, if that's the overwhelming feeling you feel when you speak <clears throat> to an individual or for a person, it, it's, that's just not the right person for you, bro. Like, you know, that's just what I yeah. think. I would say um, usually people that lose empathy many times, I believe, are people that um, pick that up from others. And, and I, I say that because when we understand our religion through the action of others, we tend to become extremely impressionable to what they do. And um, if you were to look in the Quran in how the Prophet والسلام, was praised by Allah, uh, in terms of his character, uh, you would find that what the prophet embodied and who he was and how he acted and the way that many people do today are complete opposite sides of the spectrum. 
like complete opposite. The Prophet ﷺ was a man that even enemies felt comfortable around. They felt comfortable with giving him uh, their belongings and trusting him, right? Uh, telling him secrets, right? Telling the truth. Um, uh, the Prophet ﷺ not lying, right? Him being uh, open to people and just being a person who's approachable. And I think um, Zibo can uh, call me on the ayah where Allah SWT mentions فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Right? Where Allah SWT is basically saying that had he been rough with the companions, they would have ran away from him. They would have ran away from him. So it shows you the Prophet was kind-hearted towards them. He was kind-hearted. And that is what a Muslim should embody. And generally speaking, like whether it's a discussion of character or a discussion of obedience or a discussion, whatever the case may be, the Prophet should be a person that we are trying to follow. He and he only should be the person that we're following, him, his companions, his wives. The moment that you look at a person that is a fellow congregant uh, in the same message as you, uh, and, and the way that he, that person, he or she is moving to, uh, you know, in, in just like their actions and the way that they deal with people, many times it's like, it, it'll rub off on you. It'll rub off on you. And that'll be your only uh, experience of Islam the people that you surround yourself around. Like if you go to a place like Indonesia, my goodness, like at the university I'm at, Indonesian students are easily the most well-mannered, kind, and good-hearted, I would say humans I would have ever come across, ever. And they're known for this. They're known for this. Like if anybody ever has been to Indonesia, they'll probably tell you of their experience and how kind and, 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 and like, accepting the are of people. With that being said, like, our deen is a religion of mercy. Right? It's a religion of justice, but at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy outweighs his anger. Right? With that being said, when you're calling to the deen, or when you're a person trying to practice the religion, there's a big, big emphasis on having good character. Right? Uh, where the Prophet says in a, in a hadith uh, that Good character is the most heaviest thing on the scale on the day of judgment, which shows you how important it is to maintain good character, right? So I would say to this person, um, when you see somebody who is being rigid and, you know, very uh, rough and tough with people, I would say ignore that person and try to even advise them, I would say, because I honestly don't seem to be correct. Some people seem to be a good thing. I don't even see to be correct, let a person act in that manner. Um, I would say I advise that person and just know that that is not really what Islam is about, what Islam calls to. I would say that. All right, all right, all right. So moving on. Uh, hey, what's I, your answer, Rex? Uh, I said yeah, what's your answer, man? I said my You're not answer. paying attention, right? I said my answer, dude. Like, come on. You guys are just like, hey, I'm, uh, uh, yeah. like, well, like, like, I serious, said, bro. Like, we're like waiting for you, bro. I said stuff the whole time. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, like, yeah. If you guys want to hear it again, I would yeah, say, bro. um, yeah, you kind of said it, like, yo, you know, we kind of have, we kind of have uh, the perfect example on uh, on how to be, um, and 
when people aren't following that for, for me for a long time i didn't understand it until i started like you know kind of looking into the stuff and i'm like oh you know the people are wrong and it's not the it's not the teachings right Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, when you look at, I'm like, yo, you shouldn't, you shouldn't look at people for, for, I would say like the right, the right, right way, or I don't want to say guidance. right way. Yeah. You know, like look, look, look into the, look into the, the, the teachings of how, how Muslims were, were acting in the time of the Prophet. There you go, son. That's that fire, cuz. Fuego. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the next, um, the I guess this kind of stems from it, but this person wanted to know uh, the difference between knowledge and like di- the differentiating between knowledge and being a good person. Hmm. Unless, unless it's like you guys feel like it's the same question, we can move on. They're saying, can you, can you? They're saying, can you differentiate between knowledge being a good person? And being a good person, yeah. They both go together. The more knowledge a person has, the more, what's expected of them at least, is the more knowledge a person has in the deen, the more uh, they perfect their character. Right? I feel like it's, it's not, they're not two separate things. I feel like they go hand in hand. And the more ignorant a person is, the more worse their character is. I just, I just think that's what, you know, it's just understandable, right? It's just common yeah, sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say common sense. I wouldn't say common sense, but I feel like it's it's just what it is. Like Something that works hand, 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 hand in hand. Yeah, when a person is ignorant, that's just when they're like really ignorant, as in like arrogant and like boastful. So that usually those people have a terrible character. But a person who is knowledgeable of the deen, a person who has knowledge of Allah and His Messenger and the Day of Judgment and Paradise and Hellfire, that person being like. Uh, a, a, a bad person oh, oh man that's like either that person has not really understood what they've like accumulated uh, of knowledge property or like it's just not they're not applying what they learned I, I don't know I don't know I think that uh, um, there has to be like they have to go hand in hand definitely in, in that you should have good character but having just just like, uh, okay, so for example, a lot of times what happens is when a person is like when we judge not when we judge people, but when we, when we ask about people and when we look into people in terms of their deen, a lot of times it's yeah they don't know much, but this person's a good person, you know, or it's and this is the the the, the opposite end of that or the worst end is that this person has a lot of knowledge, but they don't have the best character. You know, they're not the nicest people to be around. They're not the easiest people to be around. So I feel like having knowledge but not having good character doesn't work. And having good character but not having the proper knowledge is not enough. Yeah. It's possible to come across someone who does not have that much knowledge in the deen, but they have good character. It's, it's possible. It's possible. But I feel like there's like, um, like on the spectrum, you have like a person who's ignorant and they usually have bad character. And then a person who, they're not ignorant, but they're not knowledgeable. And those are the people usually that have like, at least like good character and to be honest this discussion of good character it really has a lot to do with your environment and how you're raised right and, and, and your morals and your values and stuff like that that has a big part to do with it right and then there's like obviously a person who's like knowledgeable and that person is expected of them to have good character 
What's the third okay. question? So the next question is an interesting one, actually, to be honest with you. Can you talk about fitna and how social media can be a tool for fitna of the eyes and the ears? Hmm. Oh. So who wants to unpack this one? Oh, that's 100. Uh, how social media can be, is a fitna, how it can be a fitna for your eyes? I yeah, know, is so, it, is, how is it a fitna in general? Like, as in, how is it a fitna for your eyes and your ears? Yeah, so how can, can you talk about fitna and how social media can be a tool for fitna of the eyes and ears? So I, I think it's a two-part question, but I don't know what it means by just fitna. I think it's a bit general, but it says, then it, it gives more clarification. They say, how social media can be a tool for fitna of the eyes and ears. So I think maybe you can start with that. It fits now is usually like a like a trial, right? Or it can it can translate as many things, but like a trial, usually a person's being tested. Fitna can can be a, a person's being trialed with uh, their family or, or or their their wealth, right? That can be like a, a fit. It can be a form of a trial. So in regards to social media, I would say the trial in social media is avoiding what's impermissible. I would say that there's a lot of things on social media that are impermissible from speech from music, uh, from uh, uh, like uh, naked human beings, men and, and, and women, uh, from uh, you, there are so many things like it'll, it'll be, I'm overwhelmed just trying to think of it. But I would say that is like the evil uh, of social media. And it's just on a day to day, like it's so, it's so widespread, it's so common that it just, it almost makes us like desensitized to it. Like just seeing uh, like music on our timelines or like so in someone's like story, right? Or whatever on Instagram, on like Snapchat or like participating in, in like trolling or like uh, in a bad mouthing someone. All of these things like uh, come with social media and it can definitely have its good too. So it could be a form of da'wah, it can be a form of, you know, learning your religion, a form of spreading your religion, right? So I feel like a person is empowered uh, you know, with that ability to use it either or, like they, they have that choice. And that is a test at the end of the day. How are you going to use your social media? You know, because uh, I feel like even discussing the mobile phone, like it's just a, a, like it itself can be something that can make you or break you. You know, tweeting something that is impermissible or something that may gain, uh, you know, the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people who witness it, people who are influenced by your speech or what you say, and how many people are like, you know what I mean? Some people, they expose their sins on social media, and that's one of the, like, the scariest things. Uh, as we were mentioning in the previous episode, that a person exposes their sins, they're not forgiven. So what happens if a person you know, uh, takes part in a sin, and consequentially other people take part in that sin because that person first started it, right? The Prophet ﷺ, says, That a person who points others towards good, a person who assists in good, is like a person who did it. It's the same thing as a person who assists others in evil. It's the same thing. Right? We can't, we can't be, like, uh, want to take the goodness of leading others in... in, in, in or we can't, like... We can't take... Like, we can't... I'm studying right now, but the point I'm trying to say, basically, to wrap it up, we cannot conveniently choose to take the reward of pointing others to good and not you know take the consequences of, of pushing people towards evil is what i'm trying to say so and like in, media, your, in, 
in your experiences, like what what do you think are like the common mistakes that people fall into when it comes to like the use of social media? Uh yeah, Rex, what's up? Chime in. Rex put his hand up, so what's up? Yeah, I had a rebuttal point. Oh yeah, okay, go I guess ahead. who? I guess me? I'd love to hear it. I guess I guess all you guys. What's up? Uh, I'm joking. Not really a rebuttal point, but like, do you guys feel like it, it? It could be like. Don't get me wrong. You guys are all right, of course. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of naked people and a lot of you know what I'm saying. But but there's also a lot of good on social media. I feel like you can make it. You can like it's up to you to make it what you want out of it. You know what I mean. But obviously, there's certain things yeah, you can't. I think you were. Well, yeah. I think you were gone for the part that I, I mentioned that there is good in social media. If a person uses it to spread good and do good and like, like uh, take the good from it. No, but even I like consuming for... things that are that you know, like you can you can tailor it for 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 it to work for you. Yeah, and... you can. Yeah, you're you're empowered to choose what you want to do, like right or wrong. Yeah, came here trying to bust shots and you were gone the whole time, cause come on. But yeah, no, I, I think you know what's on person... top. I, I think a fitting of that that comes with social media as well that we don't really take into consideration as much is that we often, it's often used against ourselves in the sense that you go on social media and you're watching people live their lives, you know, and you're watching people post the highlights of their lives, yeah. you know, the things that they're doing positive, the things that they're, that they're enjoying. And basically you're looking at people living quote unquote lavish lifestyles, yeah. you know, and, as human beings, as human beings, it's in our nature to compare, you know. So yeah. we compare that lifestyle that these people are living, to the lifestyle that we have, that we're living. Mm. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes it makes you a ungrateful for what you do have, and it makes you sort of feel bad that you don't have what they have, whether that's, that's so true. you know um, a, a wife and kids, a car, a house, like whatever it is, you know. It you know yeah. there was a saying: uh, comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I guess we'll do our last question. There's a lot. There's there's a lot more, but um, that would require like three hours of us talking. And you know what? We don't have that kind of time. So the last question that I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last question that we'll ask Eels, Eels. Um, to be honest, this person put it very eloquently, but also very long. So. <laughs> I'm going to shorten it. Um, so the question is basically saying is, why do we hold off on studying Islam after we do all our other kind of things like work, school, that are like, as opposed to integrating it into our lives? Um, I believe, Allahu Alam, that um, many people see studying the religion to be like studying a, a secular science. And I feel like uh, it's what happens when you're, um, you know, in institution like year after year from childhood all the way until adulthood that you think like studying the dean is like sitting from like a, you know, a nine to five and, and taking courses and stuff like that. When it's not, that's not the case. This dean is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, right? And it's something that you gain slowly over time. And it's honestly a matter of prioritization, really. At the end of the day, it's prioritization, you know? Uh, a person who wants to make time to learn their deen and learn the Qur'an, they will do it. They will do it. 
but what happens is that when you don't prioritize learning the religion, uh, a lot of times you just push it to another date. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll do it later. A lot of times people have this uh, ideology when it comes, for example, like to, to praying salat. Like, yeah, these are my young years. I'm in my early 20s. I'm gonna turn up and stuff like that. I'm gonna repent to Allah when I'm in my 30s, my 40s. You know, so they push off, um, you know, praying salat until a later age. Allah, if they even reach that age, but this, um, I wouldn't even call it a procrastination because the person's making a conscious choice to push this off, um, you know, to, to a later date. Whereas procrastination is more like, you know, you have to do it now, but you're like, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's beyond procrastination, but I would say, um, yeah, that's the reason. I feel like uh, people, you know, they don't see it to be a lifestyle. They don't see it to be something that, you can study a little bit on. I feel like they, they, they feel like they need to go, when they start studying the deen, like they need to go 100% all the way in. Just like they're in 100% school or like 100% of the effort and work. I feel like that's what they do with like deen. When it's completely fine for you to take the deen a little bit at a time. If you, if you can give 10% of your time, 5% of your time to learning the deen, do it. You have to understand, like you can't learn every aspect of the deen. There's some stuff that is extremely important for you to learn and other stuff that you can learn at a later date. Learning the rulings of your uh, act, like for example, your worship, salah, fasting, that's something you need to learn now. You need to learn now. Whereas like learning the biography of the Prophet learning things that are not necessarily obligatory upon you at this current time, Yes, you can push that to a later date. But I think there's some stuff that you need to prioritize now and some stuff you need to prioritize that you can, you can leave to a later date. But when you put this all into one kind of basket, you know, and you don't have the time to learn all of this at once, I feel like that's what makes a person decide to, you know, let me push it to a later date. And also the factor of uh, people not prioritizing. Wallahu alam. That's just my take. You know, I just came across this question right now. So that's what I can think of right now. I think it's also um, environmental. You know, yeah. we, we're in a society where, you know, you're going to school from four years old straight until you're 18 at least, you know. And throughout that time, it's all secular studies unless you go to Islamic school, but even then it's like 80% or 85% secular, right? So because we're raised on secular education, it's sort of like, it's not all that we know, but it's all that's drilled into our head, you know, on a constant basis, right? Day in, day out. Whereas learning the deen is something that we hear of here and there. We hear the virtues of it and the benefits of it here and there. But it's not, it's, it's, it doesn't take precedence over our secular studies. And I feel like because that is the environment and the society that we live in, that is going to end up having an effect on our mindsets. So, and even our parents, like if you were to say, I'm going to hold off on going to post-secondary, I'm going to take a year off so I can go study the deen. You know, a lot of parents would look at that as time wasted. You know, or a lot of parents would look at that as opportunities wasted rather than seeing it for what it is, which is giving precedence to learning the deen. Investment. Exactly. It, it, it's an investment in your akhirah. Right? So I feel like if we, if we as a society, you know, from top to bottom, if we stop looking at it as something that's like voluntary and 
something that takes a back seat to our secular studies. If we stop looking at it like that, then we can, you know, maybe, you know, by the permission of Allah, change that next generation of people that come and they give precedence to learning about the deen. Oz, do you want to chime in? He doesn't want to chime in because he's scared. All right. He's scared, he's so, scared. Yeah, no, I, he's I def- scared of the I knowledge. Definitely agree with, I definitely agree with uh, Zeebo. It's the environment and the culture has a big, big, big part to do with it. And um, I, feel like that, I feel like that's what happens sometimes when people are short-sighted, where they see this life. You know, like a Muslim, they believe that they're going to be, you know, alive again. Like in the next life, they're going to die and come back to life, right? So a person who internalizes that, that they will be resurrected and they will live another life, they will understand that because that life is eternal and that I will be held accountable, I'm going to invest in it now, you know? Whereas some may put all their efforts into this life and as for the next life, they have absolutely like nothing for them. And it's from the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his mercy that even those who consciously disobey him and choose not to worship him and remain as disbelievers until they die, Allah still blesses them uh, and, and, and gives them uh, their portion of this life from what they've worked hard for. So if you see a person who is a non-Muslim who is a like a engineer, architect, doctor, um, whatever it is, whatever type of field, Allah from His justice gives that person their portion of this life. But Allah, what is he, what, is, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what He says in the next life is that, or regarding the next life is that that person has nothing for them in the next life. You know? And what is 60 years to eternity? Like, let's just. The Prophet said that we're going to live on average for six years. What is 60 years to eternity? I think we should just like contemplate on that, you know? And so a person who realizes that the next life is going to be a life that is everlasting and that they do not die, that is a life that you want to invest in. You know, some people like they, they go to school, you know, get in debt, you know, get a job buy a house, go in debt, spend their life trying to, you know, pay off those debts in regards, like, and then, like, the hereafter is, like, that's a whole other ball game. For Muslims, you know, for you to build your own house in Jannah, all you have to do is pray the sunan, two before Fajr, uh, four before Duhur, two after, two before Maghrib, two before Asha, and you built yourself a whole house in Jannah. You know, Avkar, just saying like, subhanAllah, for every single time they say that you're planting yourself a tree in paradise, like these are literal investments. And obviously this is, whole, this is all like metaphysical, like we're, we're, we're in this life and we haven't seen what's to come, but you will see the, the, the fruits of your labor, right? I don't want to get too much into this because we got to wrap up, but I would definitely yeah, say no. as Muslims, like, point look, made, look, term, look in the long term, look in the long term and, you know, internalize that you will live another life and you will not die in that other life. Uh, Wallahu yeah. If you want to chime in, Rex? Uh, yeah, no, to be honest with anything, like you guys kind of said, or yeah, you guys kind of said what I was thinking about, like with anything, bro, like you realize, especially after 
school is done, like you finish, you finish university or, you know, if you, wherever you finish school, like if it's high school, you realize like, oh, yeah, now I have no, like, I have no more deadlines. I have no more, like, there's nobody telling me, yo, I got to get this done by now. It's like everything is on your own time. And that, yeah. realistically, life was never like the way it is now. Life was more like, like, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but like, this structure that we're living was is not is not is not. What is new? It's more like more lax before. It's you no, know, it's recent. No, it's not even more lax. Like there was everything, anything that was 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 gonna happen was was supposed to be done by what you your two hands like you're supposed to yeah. work and you're supposed to build your house you're supposed to do all that stuff and like now yeah. obviously technology advanced about hundreds of years later but like like people still, are a bit more lazy like they gotta they gotta be motivated to like yeah exactly like yeah, you know what i mean so yeah i think that applies with learning learning anything not that's just interesting point, though. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because like to to learn the dean, there's nobody that's going to be pushing you, telling you you have to learn it. Whereas like school, you're paying for your tuition, like you yeah. have your absences, assignments, deadlines. Whereas like learning a dean, learning how to pray properly, nobody's going to really like hmm. push you. But I, mean, I I I was talking about yeah. all, like if you look at humanity's history, as yeah, a, yeah 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 yeah. You know what I mean? There's nobody mm-hmm. like nobody told the. Uh, I don't know what, like a like Leonardo da Vinci, or whatever. And nobody told him, yo, you have to finish Mona Lisa by next week. You know, nobody's telling him that. The guy <laughs> did it himself. It was the same kind of concept. Like nobody We're running on some time here. Yeah. The crazy, the crazy part is with with learning your dean, there is a real deadline because you don't know when you're gonna die. Exactly. There's a deadline. <laughs> you don't know when it is. This guy came out of nowhere. <laughs> he said, "Yo, I'm sorry, yo. I can't, I can't yo." <laughs> This guy, this I, was I, had, I, had, I had my earphones on. I could hear you. Yo, we basically we see everybody, right? Like, like we see each other. So Zebo was like missing in action for like at least five minutes, and this guy popped up out of nowhere and grabbed his phone and started talking. Oh, <laughs> I have my goodness. earphones on. I could hear you guys. Oh, oh my man. goodness! Man, you know funny. what? On that note, we gonna wrap it up here. You already know uh, what it is. Wrap it up there. Um, thanks guys we appreciate uh, the interaction people we appreciate it let us know what you guys think any more questions yes, yes. Like, send more send more send more YouTuber stuff yeah man alright bye alright